Just to clarify, these views that we speak of on our podcast are 100% our own and not those associated to anyone from Luton Town Football Club. Thank you very much. Welcome to Owen the Town and here's what's coming up today. Another home fixture for Luton but it ends in defeat as Swansea City come to town. A great performance from Luton but unfortunately leave the game empty-handed a 1-0 defeat. Today we discuss that in more detail plus should we have had two penalty kicks? Nathan Jones seems to think so. And after last week, Team Luke or Team Dave, whatever you were on today, we, we, we unite, don't we? We unite. Team podcast. Team podcast for today. Uh... Very bit of fun last week. We look at Matty Pearson. Was he at fault for that first goal? Has he got a future going forward? Is it time to move on from Matty Pearson at centre-half? We discuss him. We also answer your Instagram questions, your Twitter fleets. And today we are joined by Dave, as you just heard. And Steve's in for Pataro tonight, who uh, has got like a plumbing job or so. I have no idea where he's at. But Steve, thanks for joining us. So, mate. Good to see you both. Yes. It's, it was a positive performance of the weekend, wasn't it? It just... Just not our day, not not very lucky. Oh, like I say, I was impressed with our performance. Thought we deserved more from the game. Um, I thought we were very unlucky. We just didn't take the chances and possibly had two penalties. But yeah. I'm sure we'll go into that. Yeah, definitely not our day. Definitely not our day. Very, very frustrating to see a team perform as well as that and get nothing from it. I think, you know, livid really. But livid because I thought we deserved more than we got. Well, before we jump into the game, then let's look at some three-word reviews. How you guys summed up Luton nil, Swansea won in three words. Marco says, not our day, which we literally just said. Jill should have won. Jamie says, delighted despite defeat. Ian, best team lost. Um, Sue says, so much better. George says, fill for pots. Harry says, robbed by officials. Michael can't score goals. And Stouty says, that's a penalty. So... Just about everything we're thinking, isn't it? You know, the best really team, badly. the best team on the day, I think. Loss, I think Swansea weren't that great. Um, um, so much better. It's, it's nice to say that it's so much better, much, much, but a more uh, solid performance from all around the team. I thought on Saturday, and uh, I do feel for Potts because he took one hell of a whack, didn't he? Yeah, and it is. I think in in terms of the so much better, it's like obviously against Norwich last week, and we're not getting into Team Dave, Team Luke again. It was a tough fixture. It was hard to play our way, but you know, coming in at home at Kenilworth Road, you know, you, you you've got hope, and it was a lot better than I'd say that first half against Sheffield Wednesday. It's a lot better than that. It was a lot better than that Cardiff that Cardiff defeat at home. So, realistically, I think performance wise against a top team, the only impressed. part of our performance that was poor was the first three minutes. Yeah, that's it. The first three minutes the after the manager said in on Sky in, on before Sky the game, TV, we did, we know we went up there, we conceded first, and then we really played them off the park for a bit. Yeah, uh, I don't want that to happen today, and exactly the same thing happened. So that's quite sad. So apart from that first three minutes, um, you know, I think we we can look forward, and, and you know, and it's just a little thing, Luke. It's you that keeps talking about Team Dave, Team Luke. I wasn't going to mention it today, but <laughs> I would say I would say also that. Our performance warranted a win. It just warranted a win. We played so well. At least a point. At least a point. We deserved at least a point. And, you know, that's kind of, you know, okay. And, and if we hadn't had the midweek game postponed, 
um, you know, we wouldn't be so bothered about it, would we? You know, we'd just move on. And I think it's one of them games, Steve, isn't it? You look at Swansea, where they are in the table, it's, it is another tough fixture. It's not one you probably expected to win. And I, I, I know we don't like to use the term free hit, but realistically, that's not the type of game we, we're looking at as like a, as banker as like this Coventry game, you know, you're looking at that going, yeah, we we can we can get three points there. See, Swansea haven't been playing well recently. They've been lucky to pick up points against Blackburn and was it Middlesbrough? They scored last minute. Yeah, um, they've had all few penalties. Last minute penalties. Exactly. Um, I feel like they were there for the taking. We played really well. Um, I don't know how they're second or third in the league now. Um, <laughs> I just don't think they played very well. I don't think they're a good team. They just seem to have something about grinding results out of the moment or just getting lucky with these penalty calls and stuff. And it's like Nathan Jones said, after seeing their last four penalties and definitely the one against Middlesbrough and the one against Stoke, how we haven't got at least two in this game is mad. Um, or at least one. At least one. I, I agree with Steve really. I think um, Swansea's position is... is in inverted commas, force in the way that you've seen them play and how they get their thing. But the other side of that is they've got those results. They've got that little bit exactly. of luck and they've taken the, op- poor, they yeah, take the opportunity whether you're playing poor or not. So, you know. Whereas what they say, if you need to get promotion from any league is, you know, the main thing is getting results when you're playing poorly. And I think for Swansea to come away with a win against us, they'll be looking at it going, that's the type of result that's going to get us promoted. No matter how we played, that's one just now. You forget about it, ride it off and move on. But anyway, for us, positive. Five changes from the Norwich game. Clark, Bree, Pelly, Cornick and Adebayo came in for Craney, Berry, Collins, Ince and Moncur. Obviously, we expected them changes against Norwich, I think, because of the Tuesday night game at Rotherham. Um, it was good to see them go, all come back into the team with Naismith as a centre-half again. And I thought we looked all right, didn't we? We... we we didn't start too well, but after we did settle down after that goal, we did look all right playing our passing game. We we created some opportunities. It's, it, I I do like um, Clark on the pitch at the moment, and uh, you know we're excited about Eddie Bayo. But yeah, I thought we had an opportunity. Didn't we? we had a, we had quite an early opportunity, didn't we? Where yeah, I, before I, the goal. Yeah, I thought we, was, we you know we should have scored there, but you know when I say should have scored, he did well to get to create the position. Um, it was the flick that was cleared yeah. off the line. It came out to Naismith and his, his deflected effort was kind of saved by the keeper. But, you know, early chance and you're thinking, oh, typical then that you don't take a chance. Like, and it's not yeah, but it literally went down the other end and scored, exactly, didn't it? It literally say. went down the other end and scored. And the clearance down, they, they came down the left, didn't they? And the clearance was just, for me, one of those channel balls, and it? Hit it down the channel, aiming for your, your, your attacker up there. And then you've got to ask, um, where, 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 what? What was Matty Pearson thinking? Where, where where was he? However, don't forget, at that point, the heavens had opened, the wind was blowing really strong. It was teeming down with rain. I was going to say, I was going to say, look, if we look at everything from the weekend of that rain, that wind, Steve, is it is it harsh for us to blame Matty Pearson for potentially misjudging that? Because I'm watching it right now. And it just sails over his head, and he's misjudged it. But has he misjudged, misjudged that because of the weather, or is that is that us being really digging him out and finding an excuse for him? Should he be winning that? He should be winning that. He should adapt to that. But then the commentators were playing up on that when they the wind, the rain, and I suppose unless you're playing in it or you were there, we wouldn't really have known. I think it was too far. Um, f- I think it was too far forward, Steve. If I'm honest, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't just a small miss, was it? It was way over his head, wasn't it? He, he was mm. way out of position. It wasn't close. Yeah, no, he wasn't. He wasn't even close to it. He was too far up. He should have been aware of the player on his right hand side as well. 
I'm just um, putting it out there on the wind thing. If you look at the corner flags at the Kenilworth Road end, the, the wind's against Swansea anyway. It's so against it's Swansea, like, so it, it would hold the ball up more. It would make it higher, maybe. Who knows? But um, he was definitely out of position, and it was definitely an issue for him at that point. Um, I don't feel like he was the only one making an error, though. I thought Naismith was quite lazy, quite easy to easy to beat. It was almost um, as if once he got over the top of Pearson and, and around the back, it was like no one else really tried to bail him out. It was still really easy from there to pull that ball back to Hurahan. When they got in the box, three players, not one, three players went to cover that near post. And one of, at least one of them should have looked to see what was coming up. They should have looked behind them. They should have seen who was running in. The guy had a free hit, basically, didn't he? Yeah, and it's cool. Uh, I know last week I got slated for saying about talented players, but if you're going to give Conor Hurahan that much space in... in in that much time in the box, he's going to tuck it away. Um, any player, any player, player, any player who's played in that position gets that opportunity, should hit the target and should score. I would debate on one of our players not doing that, but I'm not oh, going okay. to dig no. him out. No, let's not go there. But um, you, as soon as he played the ball back, you knew they were going to score. The issue for me there is why did the three defenders, two I can get, three, why not? Why not one hang back a bit? And then they close it off maybe. I don't know. Disappointing because, you know, with that first chance, you thought, hang on, as, as Steve said, we're there, they were there, we could take them. They didn't, they didn't provide much after that, did they? Steve, you play or played goalkeeper, I don't know if you still play football, mate, but you um goalkeeper in your time. Should Sluger do yeah. better here? Should he save it or is it harsh to look at Sluger in this situation? Oh, I think that's harsh to look at Sluger. Um, it was, what, six, seven yards out with just a run up to go and it's... If he would have saved it, it would have been like, what world he saved? But yeah. he, he didn't. Well, it's because one of our <laughs> mates in our group chat was watching it live on Sky and his message going, I've never seen Sluger. You know, Sluger's always so terrible on Sky and oh, every time I watch him, he's terrible. And I'm like, you can't be blaming Sluger for that at all. Like, I think kind of Hurahan's kind of mishit it. He, he's hit it so like, Sluger's full on stretch as that's going in like a corner and it's kind of just gone through him because... It's almost like a little miss hit. It's not like cleanly struck from her hand. Yeah, I think I think it's harsh if you if you're blaming Sluger and if you if you've watched him every week because fortunately we've been able to do that this season every week. Um, he's such a he develops so much better, hasn't he, as a player and as a goalkeeper. So you, you know, no, you can't blame him. You've got to, you've got to blame again. Like I said last week, you've got to take the blame defenders on that one. Um, it started off with with a mistake. And then it then it continued. The mistake continued when three people run to the ball and doesn't cover the, the gap in the middle. So Sluger, you know. Well, he's just one diamond player of the month as well. And he's won us so many points. He yeah. was great against Forrest and kept us in it probably against Sheffield Wednesday. So you know what? Let's... No, I, I agree. I there's think no blaming of him, but... You can't, I don't think you can blame the goalkeeper. You can no. you can push something on that on the defence there for, for misdefending it, but you can't blame the goalkeeper. Uh, well, let's we have move. a few friends, don't we? Sorry. We yeah, have no, a few friends that... Um, don't like Sluger at the moment, or think he's made a few mistakes and he's he's not very good. Well, if he wasn't very good, Steve, Steve, if he wasn't very good, he wouldn't get picked for his national team, would he? That's what I mean. I just don't get where they're coming from. Like, I know they watch the ones that are on Sky and the ones that are on the well. The, well, that's, uh, that's the Cup issue, game. isn't it? Because it was that Chelsea game where he he kind of came for that Abraham header and missed and kicked his goal kick out of play. But that's probably the first game this season where you could look at and go. He's made an error, but still, that's not but like he a, still made some very good saves. Yeah, and that weren't even like errors leading. That's not like costing us. It did cost us, but I don't the, know. That's the problem is that know, you're getting a snapshot. If you're just watching one or two games, you're getting a snapshot. And, and the ones on TV, you have to say he has made an error. 
occasionally. However, if you've seen him consistently every game this season, he ain't done bad at all. Uh, we thought we'd equalise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, we thought we'd equalise and Potts headed in. Um, let's say a great cross from Cornick. We want to see more of that from Harry Cornick. And it's the linesman's got it bang on now, hasn't he? Sadly, yes. Sadly, he did get it. You know, it, it was it was not even marginal. I think he was. You could clearly see at the time in real gameplay. I was up and I was celebrating. However, uh, when they play it, play you can see it obvious, obvious offside. You know, obvious offside, and probably the best decision they made all game, really, which is sad. I tell you what's nice with a disallowed goal is actually knowing it was disallowed for a correct reason. Because there's been so many times at Kenilworth Road where we've had a goal disallowed and we haven't had the correct angle to see if it's actually legitimately offside. I think there was that Leeds one we scored. Um, we would have gone 2-1 up at home to Leeds last season. Um, but it was given for offside. There was one where Potts put us 1-0 up against Forest at home last season before we lost 2-1, yeah. which no one could see if it was offside. There's been a quite a few in there, so it's nice to actually just go, okay, fair play, it was offside. And it was made without, without the dreaded VAR as well. I mean, it yeah. was obvious, so the, the linesman was well up with play, so he did a good job. Um, Pelly had a chance, didn't he? Misplaced pass from Woodman, tried to lob him, did his best. Woodman yeah, what what, what more could you do there? He had to aim for the goal. He had to go for the goal. Um, he did everything he could. Um, just as sad that the goalkeeper got back in time. I, I, what else could he have done? I don't think anything else. No, nothing. Just took the opportunity. Improvisation to do that. Yeah, and then another chance we had. And I feel like this this chance, I think you, you look at this, this Cornick header from Dewsbury Hall's cross, and he's kind of like glanced at it. And I feel like he should be doing a lot better with that header. And I think that header is actually a really, really good opportunity to score a goal. I don't know what you guys think. If he, he gets put on, uh, you say you sort of just glanced the header, didn't he? Just didn't get that. He didn't get enough good contact purchase on it. on it. Yeah, not enough. Yeah, but he well, had so much space and time to do it. Like he, there was no one around him. He just literally had to direct the header powerfully into the yeah on target I, at least. For me. From memory, I don't remember too much about it because I was probably drinking. But um, I would say. Um, when you're in that position, there's two things. Sometimes when they don't get a good header on, I think, and he had lots of time. Did he have time to control it? Did he have time to, you know, do something different? Um, he's got, he's yeah, he's got to put it away from the keeper, hasn't he? Really? I think he's just got to put it on target. Mm. What do you reckon, Steve? I, I, I can't think about that one. I don't um, don't remember it. To be so honest. many chances, <laughs> but you smashed as well, mate. <laughs> the thing is, the thing is, it's good that we're talking about chances. For once, yeah. For once, you know, you know, at least we've made a few chances this time, and um, we haven't converted them, obviously. But um, it's nice that we created more than one or two or three chances in a match. It's it is brilliant. because I'm reading through the running order today, and we're not even in the second half yet. And producer Jake is going chance, 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 and I'm like, oh yeah, we did actually have quite a few chances in that first half. Mm. Um, and then it, we had like eight minutes added on when it Potts was carried off on a stretcher after a collision with uh, Conor Hurran. Um, luckily, he seems like he's all okay, Potts. But it, it was pretty, pretty serious collision. We thought he was out cold at one stage. Um, I think, I think, Nathan, which is a shame because he's been good. Any, yeah, parts. I think Nathan said he wasn't out, but he, from the TV pictures, it looked like he'd taken a right. He was gone, and then he came immediately around. I mean, it was a. Some people are saying deliberate. I don't think so. I don't know. There was a guy leading with his arms. I don't know. Uh, but he's at one hell of a cloud, didn't he? I hope he's all, he's all right though, isn't he? He's been. T- he's okay. So yeah. So have we heard anything about it? Or? Nothing at the moment, I don't think. But it's a shame because at the moment you look at the defenders we have out and if it's going to include Potts and you've got Potts, Lockyer and Bradley, Bree's like 
just coming back, but you, at the moment he's still like, I feel like you don't know if he's fully fit enough to f- play a full 90, but Potts has been pretty decent, would you say, Steve, so far this season, hasn't he? Can't, well, you can't fault him, really. Um, he's, you saw from Saturday, he's very brave in the tackle. Um, and in defence, it's what you want most of the time. Um, he hasn't made any headers, major errors that I can think of. But yeah, I'm happy with it. And pretty good in the air, Potsy. I always like him in the box. Feel like you just feel like he's gonna like he, he did can, at the weekend. Yeah, he can win something. Pop up with a, a goal every now and again, but um, either a goal or that header where he goes back across goal to get some someone else to get it. Yeah, I agree with that. Into the second half, then Luton pretty much carried on as they did in that in that first. Um, a few chances, including a free kick, Naismith skied. Um, Clark had another glancing header. I think on a counter-attack, we had like four on like three at one stage and it was that crossing from the right from Cornick and Clark maybe could have done better as well with his header. Adebayo had a few sniffs at goal. It just wasn't to be, was it? It just wasn't to be. The Clark header was so frustrating because it was such a brilliant opportunity. Such a brilliant opportunity. And maybe if he didn't connect, there was someone behind him, wasn't there? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's one of those days, isn't it? It was absolutely one of those days where doesn't matter what you tried. It was one of those where you're thinking, oh, God, we're not going to get one, are we? That's how I felt. I felt we deserved um, one. I'm a big fan of Adebayo, though. He's for a big guy, he's great with his feet. Isn't he? he's, in, he's such a uh, presence up top as well. I, I'm a big fan of his, him as a player. I think, I think um, when, when you look, I, I, I really like Clark. I think Clark's really come on in the last few matches. I, I, just, I wish he'd have just got a better connection with it. Just a little bit more of a connection with that. It's a goal. And then we score that goal. I think we win the game. Mm-hmm. Totally. I think, you know, Swansea were on the on the defence quite a lot, I thought, in that match. And going back to what you said on Adebayo, Steve, I had work colleagues texting me. Um, obviously, they were watching the game hoping for Luton to win as well. Um, but I, one of my colleagues said to me, was like, why is Collins not playing? Why is, it, why is this Adebayo playing? He, he doesn't look good. And I was just sitting there thinking, like, you have no idea. I was like, Adebayo offers us something so much different to Colo. And it's like, Collins is that defensive forward he'll come and link up play and his work rate will be there 100% all the time whereas Adebayo is a little bit more positive isn't he he seems to be he gets on that ball in the wide area and he'll he'll do a few step overs and take on a player and drill in across which I think is what you want isn't it and he did it again I think we tweeted the other day how good his crossing was and then he went and did a stinker but he's he just seems to know where to put the ball I think in the box. I think we said in, in previous weeks uh, when he was signed, we just got excited by the the new blood, and you know the, the, the new style that he plays for us. It, it just feels like a breath of fresh air. And something we've been let's, missing. Yeah, let's not let's not put Collins down as we said last week. Let's not put him down. No, but not at all. Adebayo is is what we want to see up front. It's exciting. Why not? That's what we want to see. An exciting player who's got bags and bags of potential. Bags. Yeah, he missed a few chances, but that'll come. Hey, that'll listen, come he's jumped up a couple field. of leagues. What What do you expect? Exactly. He's jumped up a couple exactly of leagues. That. You know what? If we keep hold of him, he's going to be really well for us. And I'd say the chances he had at the weekend, they weren't like full-on oh. expected goal-scoring opportunities. They were half chances that, you know... I think I think his header towards the end of the game, I think, you know, that one for me was disappointing. I didn't think he got a lot of power on it, but apart from that, you know, you can't, I can't fault the guy. So, you know, carry on. And Steve, oh, he has a good mentor as well, doesn't he? Mickey Arthur. Oh, you can't go wrong with that. Mickey Arthur coached you into your striking role at 20, what, 21, 22? If ever there was a Luton legend, yeah. that is one. Um, Steve, was it a penalty in Adebayo then? Because I, I, I'm at first thought, I was like, penalty. And then a the second thought, I was like, I still think it's a penalty. 
the first time I saw it, because I was watching the rugby alongside it, and I was like, that wouldn't look out of place in the rugby I was watching. Yeah. But then I saw the replay, and I'm like, well, oh, did he get ahead to it before he clattered into Bullshit. it? Bullshit. I would say, Steve, and, and this is me just being controversial yet again, um, if you did that, if you were attacking and you jumped into a goalkeeper like that, it would be a free kick to the goalkeeper. If you challenged a goalkeeper in that fashion, it's a free kick. There is no way on this earth that wasn't a penalty. He took him right out. Whether he got the ball or not, he took him out. 100% took was, him out. Adebayo he was about the, the ball. He got the ball before he got the Adebayo like was before a, he had contact. No, Adebayo was about to chest that ball down. It was on his chest. He was about to chest it down. And the guy just knocked him out. Did he get the ball? Because I don't even think he did get the ball, did he? Well, Sky said he got the ball because they had to cover up, you know, the bad refereeing decision. I'm telling you, the other way around, if you're going into the defender there, that is a free kick. 100% the referee blows the whistle. It's a free kick. If you're challenging the goalkeeper, that's a free kick. So why isn't it a penalty? That's what I would say. Why isn't the penalty? I think... Um, and it's like we touched on at the start as well. You look at the penalty Swansea have been given in the last four games, especially that one against Stoke, I, I thought was disgraceful um, from the referees. You look at them and, and then look at that, what's, what happens out of Bayo, and you just think, how is... How is that not given? How is that not given? But We haven't even mentioned the handball. No. Well, we didn't mention handball, which I thought was a bit 50-50, but... No, because in the Premier League, that's given. Yeah, probably that's is. given as a penalty. I mean, you know, without a shadow of a doubt, that's that's VAR. And it's penalty. I don't want VAR. I hate VAR, but you know, maybe we could have benefited from it at the weekend. For me, the second one was a stonewall, hundred percent penalty. Hashtag Team Dave. <laughs> I'm not against you. It's <laughs> team I went the town down for this one. We're not against each other today. Um, so yeah, one 0 defeat in the end. It's, it's a result that keeps it's, you look. We're still. In a good position. We've got Coventry coming up on Tuesday night. So it's, it's another big game. And this is probably one that if we play like we did on Saturday. Look, we need a couple more wins. We can do We need right. a couple more wins. And we need, we, need, we need to put in a performance for our own confidence to get a, a result against Coventry. Um, and there's no reason why we can't. Great. It's getting up um, that fixture list. A month, isn't it, nearly until the Watford game. Oh, oh, I don't even. Oh. I don't want to talk about that yet. Nah, I literally. We'll, we'll I don't it. want to talk about that we'll because it. I can't go. Um, let's look. We'll at, have them this time, mate. If we have them and like dent their automatic promotion hopes, that's um, podcast special. Ah, yeah, hundred percent. If we beat him on that Saturday, we should just do a podcast instantly and a yeah, phone in. Absolutely, and a phone in. That would be cool, wouldn't it? Yes, we're doing whilst it. getting drunk. Yep, in the sun, having a barbecue. Right. Yes. There you go. Sounds fingers good. crossed. Fingers crossed. Uh, let's look at Matty Pearson today. He's our player focus. And we wanted to focus him after that first goal. A lot of a lot of fans were questioning his positioning. Um, we asked, was he at fault for the Swansea goal? Uh, JP says, perhaps I'm being a bit generous, but I watched it a few times and it looked to me as if a gust of wind carried the long pass over his head after he'd set himself to head it away. So maybe a bit unlucky, but hard to tell. Naismith has been very good at centre-half and I want to try him at centre-back alongside Locke here as soon as he's back. I think if you do look at the corner flags, is that, can I say that? Look at the corner flags, the wind's going in the other direction, so there's no way the wind could have taken it over his head. Could have held it up though. If it, if it, if it holds yeah, it up, you, then it's so positioning just bad because so it's still gone over his head. You, he misjudged it. We, we've already said that. He's misjudged that yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's at full for the goal. Him and Naismith. When Locke is fit, Stephen Dave... Does Pearson get in that back four? 
Oh, tough one. Um, I'm on lock his form. And Bradley, I guess. On lock his form before um, he left the team. Injury. Um, no. Uh, or, for me, well, if he gets in the back four, he doesn't get in. It. Where where does he go? I think he goes right back. I said earlier on in the season, he was class when he played there. Um, Which is exactly maybe. the position where Pearson made the mistake Saturday. Well, it, that's that's what it probably is. But um, I'd have him at right back. If I wouldn't have him at centre back, I'd have uh, Lockyer and I'd, I'd still have Bradley. I wouldn't put Nate Smith there. I quite like Pearson. I don't dislike him. I just think you know. I think you're as good as your last game sometimes, and you know, he, he you know, he, he, let's be fair. He creates a couple of opportunities himself in that first in in the game on Saturday, and in the past he's played quite well. So you know, um, but if Lockyer comes in, I think Lockyer starts before Pearson if there's only one place available. We've seen a few different back four or fives recently, haven't we? So if, say like your ultimate back five at the moment, well not at the moment. If everyone's fit, your ultimate back five, would you agree? With this, so I'm going to say, if you had a left wing back, Naismith, centre halves, I would go Potts, Bradley, Lockyer, and then Bree, right wing back, and in that way, there's no place for Pearson in my in my back five. He doesn't even make my back five, Pearson. Oh wow, agree there? Um, Do you question my my back five? Well, I could question it, but I'm not going to. I guess the only thing you could have, the only other thing you could do is put Potts where Naismith would be, and then. Put Pearson in for Naismith, but you see the thing with Naismith is when he f- he's had a couple of games where he's absolutely had stinkers, and I just thought you know he's not what he was. But the last couple of games he's, he's been all right. Um, what is his best position? I you know he's played in nearly all of them. But you you would um, you started left back, did you say? Naismith, yeah, left wing back. Wow. Well, I'm not going to argue with you. No, Steve, what do you think? <laughs> I would, like I say, I put Pearson right back. I'm a big fan of him at right back, even in up a back five. Back. Get him up and down yeah. that up and down that wing. He's not quick yeah, enough would, to go yeah. up and down the wing, is he? He's not. He's not. I'd uh, have him. I'd have him there. Give him a go. <laughs> no, but he's, he's he's not. He's not your typical. I'm going to sprint down the line guy, is he? Let's but be you could fair. say the same about Craney. Like he's played wing back a few times, isn't he? On the right side of the defence. Yeah, I don't like Craney at right wing back. Difficult. Nice. It's a difficult one, isn't it? If we was all managers, we'd all pick a different team for definite. Um, this is what some of you guys said then. Big E says, yeah, I think Pearson's positioning for the goal wasn't that good, um, but I'm more interested in how long we put up with Harry Cornick being such an advanced attacking player that cannot score with only four assists and no no goals this season. It's just his pace. He's got to contribute more, surely. We didn't even touch on Cornick in, in the game. Um, I thought we didn't look as good when he went off the pitch, by the way. Um it's just not happening for him this season, is it, Cornick? It's just not happening for him, for whatever yeah. reason. And, you know, you can talk about assists all day long, but if if your attackers are not getting in the right positions, you're not going to score, are you? So, um, yeah, I think he... I don't know how long we can keep saying that, though, because it's no. not like the attackers aren't in the correct positions if Cornick's not finding them. No, I know that Cornick's, you know, had, had a few games where he's put in some poor crosses or he's made the wrong decision and there's been seasons past where we're going if it's hit that ball across the goal it goes in all that sort of stuff um, but you can't you can't doubt his commitment and and he's he is fast and obviously we've got that incredible long throw yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I don't I feel know like we're more of a threat when he's on the pitch listen I understand what the man's saying there I understand what he's saying I think um, but who do you put on take him away who do you put on in his place Ince, Clark. Well, I thought Ince played well the other week. 
I thought, you know, we should give him another uh, start. Um, it's difficult, isn't it? Because obviously, we talked about trust with uh, Andy. And when you talk about trust, Matt Corn, it's got the manager's trust, hasn't he? Yeah, just needs to start. So he just needs to perform a little bit better and get a goal or get three or four assists in a game and we'll be happy. Three or four in a game, we'll be ecstatic, actually. Oh, if he gets three goals and four assists in a game... Let's hope it's against Watford, but that'd be brilliant. Uh, Oliver says Pearson misjudged it because it was clearly windy. A bit unlucky, but the defending after that was shocking. Uh, no one closed down Hurahan. They just stood on the line. Personally, if we play with two centre-backs, it should be Naismith and Lockyer. Interesting. See, I, I, exactly what I said. Every All the three defenders ran towards the ball. Nobody looked at where the other dangers were in that box. And there was no one covering, so he had a free hit. So I sort of agree with that. I just feel like we can't bail Pearson out of a mistake because of the wind. I feel like as a professional footballer, going out onto the pitch forever, how long you're out there warming up for, yeah, you I, know the conditions. If yeah. it's going to be windy... He, he, moved, he moved towards the ball when it was kicked, right? From, from what you just showed me there, he moved towards the ball. He should have, he should have been retreating then. Um, and once it was over his head, there was never going to get to it. No. Never. And that's the reason why you can't start him at wing-back, because he's not quick enough. A lot of people want to see Naismith stay in the centre-half spot with Lockyer if he comes back. Um, Luton Town Exile says, if we go with a four, I can see Lockyer and Naismith starting. Uh, Matty was at fault for the goal, unless the wind gusted so much in that moment that it was a one-off. Uh, Philip Where's says... All the, why is everyone dropping Bradley? What's he done to deserve to deserve this? Yeah. <laughs> if Pissarro was there, he'd be kicking up. Oh, he'd be sticking up. Um Philip, to be fair, said, for me, Lockyer and Bradley is our best combination, but I think Naismith is going to be difficult to leave out if he carries on playing like he is now. Pearson is an old-school defender, great stopper, but his distribution is poor. He resorts to hoofing forward too often, which is my yeah. problem with, with Pearson. You every time it, he gets it, every time he gets it, that's exactly what you say. Watch him knock it long now, and that's what he does. Or he hoof out for it. a throw-in. He does it so often. I'm just kind of used to it. But. In the lower leagues, you'd accept that, right? What, him boot out well, for a throw-in? So, no, sometimes you have to clear your lines. Look, if we're 1-0 up against Watford in the 94th minute and he boots out for a throw-in and it wastes seconds, match. I will... I will, I will Why do you happy. keep mentioning this Watford game? Stop it. It's a big one, isn't it? No, stop it's it. It's way away yet. Just, I don't want to think about that one yet. I, I sort of agree with, you know, I think Lockyer and Bradley would be a good combination. Um, but like I said, Naismith, when he started in the team, I didn't think he performed that well. And then I was thinking, why we bought this guy? But recently... He's, he's had a better performance. He so. stepped up, hasn't he? Yeah, he's stepped, stepped up a lot, yeah. Richard says, I think Naismith plays alongside Lockyer, right? He's been our best centre-half in the last few games. At first, I thought it was the win for Pearson's goal, uh, but he should have read it better. The goal gave the second best defence in the league something to hang on to and put us on the back foot from the off. True. So. True. I think, uh, you know, we've already said he was out of position, uh, sadly. But that's not the only part of his game, though, was it, on Saturday? I think, I think it's a bit unfair just to concentrate on that one piece. If you're going to play a focus on him, he did make a mistake. Uh, but he didn't play too badly the rest of the game. But that mistake cost us the game. Yeah, which is the one everyone remembers, unfortunately. Of course. Um, well, it, unfortunately for us, not, not what we wanted, but good performance and let's hope we can get well, listen, more Listen, we can build from that, from surely. Commentary. Surely we can build from that, that performance. We deserved more than we get. Do you know, sometimes, and this is what I said, and, and I don't want to get into a big conversation about it, but this is about what I said last week. Your luck has to change at some point. You have to take opportunities at some point. That luck will change. And it wasn't against Norwich and it's not against Swansea. And don't forget, we played the top team and the team that are second in two weeks. You know, in two weeks. So 
let's move on. Let's get our points totaled up. Let's stay in division. Let's regroup for next season. Let's get into some Twitter and Instagram questions today. Steve, we'll start with this one for you. And we spoke about this in the group chat the other day. And mainly because Matty Taylor said on Sky about Luton overachieving. And we just we, we put this in the chat about, you know, discuss, are we overachieving? So Tom says, have we overachieved this season? I think we're, we're exactly where we should be. I think the mid-table, you, you can't complain. Like everyone's happy with avoid relegation. But I think we're exactly where we should be. To with be fair to Matty Taylor as well. He said, if Luton win this and go into the top half, he said, I think if Luton finish in the top half, that'd be overachieving. Realistically, yeah. can you argue with that? There was a lot of, not just Matty Taylor, I don't know who the other, I can't remember the other pundit, and the guy that was introducing the show, and the commentators, punching above your weight, overachieving. Well, actually, do you know what? I think we're doing all right. I think we're doing all right. Well, if, they, if they, they have to clarify that a bit more, um, if they clarified that with the, one of the smallest budgets in the league, um, and things like that. But, you know, overachieving, overachieving. If we get promoted, we're overachieving. If we get into playoffs, we're overachieving. If we stay up, we're overachieving. What, what? Should we not be in this league then? I just disappoint me. I mean, I think we deserve to be where we are. I think we've done... I don't think overachieving's... Like, if they say... I don't think that's like a dig at the club or well, anything. Well, well, like you're saying we deserve to be... Yeah, we do deserve to be where yeah, we are. But if they say we're overachieving, they're saying... We shouldn't be as high as we are in the debate in the table. We're doing How better than we they're expected to be doing. Why teams like Luton? Hashtag. That's what no, that no, is because of budget. Well, yeah, because of budget. If you're overachieving, you, you, sorry, just to interrupt. But you look at some of the teams below us and the budgets they have. Would you say they're underachieving? Uh, well, I wouldn't use the word underachieving. I would say they they're crap. They've not been playing well. They're not underachieving. They're just not. They're just not getting their results. No, but players that. You know, clubs with that much money on paper should be doing better than Luton. No? Is that, is, am I going to get battered on Twitter no, for that I'm as well this week? At, no, I'm not even going to go there. I just think, you know, we, we have this hashtag teams like Luton, right? Everybody thinks, oh, little Luton, they shouldn't be doing mm. what they're doing, right? As a supporter, I think we're where we should be. I think we, yes, des- so do I. I think we deserve I think to be a championship. I, think, oh, no, so I don't think we're overachieving. I think this is where we are. And this is where we are Ooh. now. Um, and think, we've been better yeah, than this. Mid-table team. Well, this season, yeah. But I, I just yeah, get, I, got, I got really, I, I actually did text in my group as well. You know, I got really angry with them, you know, overachieve. Uh, they were very pro-Swansea, uh, the commentary team. Very pro-Swansea. Little Luton, little Luton. That's how I got it. I got offended by that and I don't get offended by much. Mm. Let's not forget that every single Luton fan would have bitten your hand off to finish 21st this season as well. Look... We've, we've said it's about consolidation, staying in the division, and then moving on. And just on the teams below us, Forest, Huddersfield, Derby, Birmingham, Sheffield Wednesday, maybe even Coventry, but you'd say some of them play. The Huddersfield were in the Premier League a few years ago. They've all got big players which aren't stepping up this season. But I think 16th, I think anywhere between 12th and 17th, I just don't, I just don't like the phrase overachieving. It sort of, for me, it's a little bit belittling. I don't know. It's not a compliment. It's a backhanded compliment if it's anything. Um, but for me... It's, See, I don't think it is. I don't think it's an insult or it, I just think it's a statement. It's just fact. Yeah. I well, think I'm, I'm we not going to argue. Like because <laughs> we, no, we know what's going to happen if we argue. Sorry, Steve. Sorry. Obviously, we saved from relegation last year on the last game of the season, as Sky keep reminding us. Um 
but we're building this year. I feel like it's been a good year. We're where we should be. What did you say? 16th at the moment. 16th at the moment with a game in hand over uh, pretty much everyone above us. So we could go up to 13th if we win that game in hand, but that's not till the end of April now. So. Uh, we're 12 points off relegation just, just something quick, like that. Yeah, I, I agree with Steve. Yeah, we are. And, yeah. and I think we're sort of relatively comfortable. But just a question, are Barnsley overachieving right now? Yeah. Are That's they? Big time. Will their fans say that? No. They're, their fans are saying, oh my God, we're going to go to the playoffs. We're going to get a chance. Also, to I would like, to, without going to Team Dave and Team Luke, no, let's not do again. it. Let's not do it. I know, I'm just going to ask. You keep mentioning it though. If Barnsley aren't overachieving, why would you say Barnsley aren't overachieving? Did Leicester overachieve when they won the Premier League? Yes. Why? They were the best team in the league. Yeah, I get that. But they still like... Oh, Leicester wouldn't have expected to win the league that season. Where are they this season? They're second. Right, there you go. So are they overachieving this season? Uh, that's, no, they're, they're good. Leicester are that good now. You... Well, they were good when they won the Premier League, mate. So, you know, there's, a, there's, my, there's my thing. As a, as, a, as a fan, as a Luton fan, I think we're doing all right. I don't look at Luton and go, we're overachieving. I think we're doing what we can do. Just yeah. to point out, neither do I at the moment because we're 16th and I feel like that is where we, we well, could they, be. It's team podcast, isn't it? Team podcast. Um, <laughs> exactly. And Steve, you're saying no to overachieving as well? No, not overachieving. We're where we deserve to be and the performances we've had. See, I like this. It's a nice debate. We, I want to get Twitter involved with this. Do, are we overachieving? Do you believe in overachieving? Are you, with, are you team Dave with believing? Oh, don't in- start that again. <laughs> Listen, don't start that again. Look, last week, I... I believed in what I was saying. And, you know, this is why we do this podcast. It's about talking about your own feelings and and about talking about the football club that you love and you've supported for all your life. So for me personally, because I've seen Luton in this position before, I think we're not overachieving. I think we found our place and this is where we are. We can push on from this and if we get promoted... If we get promoted, are Luton overachieving then because we haven't got a good budget? Why? Why? No, because they're, they're doing well. It's not. It's it's not. It's it's about ambition, isn't it? Uh, I need to think of like a really good uh, no, don't even analogy, but I ain't got time. I need to move on. You can tell me later. Okay. Uh, Jack says his country must win. Oh, I see the two words: no. must and win. No. No, not a must win. Be nice to win. Yes. But every game's nice to win. No, Just to be paid. No. no. Look, we expect to beat Coventry, don't we? Yeah, teams like Coventry. No, not teams like Coventry. <laughs> we expect form would say that you know, we've got a good chance of making the win. And, and if we win, it relaxes us all again, doesn't it? Um, Daniel says, when's Ricky Hill coming on the podcast? Come on, Ricky. We want you on the podcast. You've been on the others, so come on ours. Didn't Jacob ask him today? Yeah. On Twitter. Do you know what, right? I worked with Ricky Hill about he promised. a year and a half ago. And he told me he was writing a book because I asked, I said, can you come on Owen the Town? And he was like, Luke, at the moment... I'm not doing podcasts. I'm writing a book. I didn't. He didn't want any of his stories to come out before the book came out. And I was like, that's fine. Ricky, still waiting for you, mate. Whenever you're ready. Give him a call, Rick. Give him a call, Rick. Come on. We um, want to go on. We want to go on. And finally, Will says, how many points are we going to get out of the next three? Coventry home, Preston away, Derby away. Four. We Six. happy with four points from that? Six. Five. 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 So. Four, five or six, I think. Well, three at least, please. Yeah. I think out of those two away games, I'm wondering whether Derby or Preston would be the worst. Um, Derby haven't even improved that much under Rooney, have they? 
they had a run, didn't they, where they had a few wins, but they haven't they haven't shot up the table. I think what we need to do is just think how many points that we need to be safe. And fifty one. I'd lose the next three if it meant beating Watford. Oh, <laughs> that's a big call. <laughs> Well, Why, if we, would if, you? If we if lose, it, if, if we, we lose, lose oh, the man. next three and it guaranteed a Watford win, you'd go yes. Yeah, I'd sure. take it. I take. Would, uh, does that guarantee our safety still? Yeah. Okay, then I'll have that. Yeah. All I right. mean, let's be fair. You keep mentioning the Watford game, but um, I want to hype it up. It's going to be massive. I don't want to talk about it. Oh, we'll get into it eventually, but uh, that's all we got for, uh, time for today. Get in touch with us on socials. We want to hear your debate on overachieving. Would Luton be overachieving if they're in the top do half? F- do me a favour, Luke. Don't start all this argument again. It's just, just a healthy start, debate. And I like people know. getting involved. Team Dave won last week by Shalino. Yeah, well, I feel <laughs> like my points last week. <laughs> my points last week. Um, I got called grumpy. I, I got called grumpy last week because uh, I wasn't drinking. But yeah, <laughs> I've been drinking this week, so it's fine. All right, well, massive game against Coventry. Um, Going to be a good one. And Preston at the weekend. So we'll be back next week to discuss the everything before the international break. What? It's an after break coming up, isn't it? So You're kidding. Yeah. Oh, well, that's, you know, that's a, that's a that, that saved me 20 quid, wouldn't it? Uh, thanks so much for listening today. You can get us on YouTube as well. Oh, and the town. Rate us five stars on iTunes. Subscribe. Like and subscribe. And we shall see you next week. Bye.